0: Hello, and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, here, as always, with the one, the only, Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Hello, Rob. What's up?
1: Oh, you know, Wednesday. Crazy Wednesday. Crazy Wednesday of work. Usually it's Tuesdays that I don't like. Today was a Wednesday I didn't like. Why don't you like Tuesdays?
0: Because it's I'm, an odd I, day not to like. People like don't like Mondays. No, no. Tuesday's the worst day of the week. It's
1: not even a question about it. There's no way a fan of butts about it.
0: Tuesday is the worst day of the week. Worst day of the week. Tell me about why you think Tuesday is the worst day of the week.
1: Monday, everyone kind of like eases back in. Everyone, you got to go back to you got to go back to work. It's coming off the weekend. People are kind of like doing their thing, catching up. Tuesday, there's no, there's never any football sports. It's always the worst sports day is Tuesday by far to watch on television. It was always the worst TV day. There was never any like must see. Tuesday TV show. <laughs> okay. You're still so far from the weekend on Tuesday. And now my Tuesday, every single Tuesday starts from 9 a.m. till noon. I am on a Zoom back to back to back to back to back to back to back of all internal different property Zoom calls. My Tuesday stinks. And it just, <laughs> it was the worst college day for classes. Always had the most classes on Tuesdays.
0: Those are the longest they, day T- Tuesday's And there the the, the yes, the Tuesday the are always the long ones. Yes. The Tuesday ones are always the long ones. See, you're, can, coming
1: on. you're coming on. You're coming around. I guess there. I never
0: really thought about it, but you have a very solid argument for why Tuesdays, where you, th- you would instantly think that Monday is the worst nope. one. Nope, nope, But now that I kind of walk through this with you, I think Tuesday
1: is the worst day as well. It's 100% the worst day. There's no Tuesday night football. There's no Tuesday night baseball. We have a
0: terrible meeting every Tuesday, and I See? hate that meeting with a white-hot patch.
1: It's the worst. It is the worst day. Uh, it's, nobody is in a good mood on Tuesday. You're coming off of a Monday. and You're, you're st- coming off a really crappy day. <laughs> and you're still so far from Saturday. So, like, no. Tuesdays, go to hell.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. All right. I, 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 I'm buying your logic of worst Tuesdays of suck. Worst day of the week. And today, Wednesday,
1: might be my, end up being my worst day of the week. Just But it, it was all fine, but just constant. Fire drills, which I am assuming I'm going to be in between now and April 1st until opening day. Um, oh, let's
0: talk about fire drills. Can we talk about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I'm Johnny, fired guy. fireman. I call me. A, I should have been a fireman today. They um. So what the big news was that I found out. How did I find out? I found out. Twitter. That one of my colleagues, uh, Matt Harper, who was a uh, one-time fill-in guest here, uh, fill-in host, I should say. Um called me and says, did you see the tweet? And I said, anytime someone calls and says, did you see the tweet? That's never good. It's never good. It's not like the world's giving you hundreds of dollars. Nope. It's always something bad. So I was like, no, please tell me about the tweet. Jeff Passan basically said uh, they're pushing AAA baseball a month. And so instead of starting in April, we are starting in May. And Twitter is kind of a big thing, Chris. Is it? And that started uh, making its ways around. I was getting you know. That was I wasn't know
1: if it was going to catch on. Twitter <laughs> it, might catch it, on one of these Twitter days. Twitter
0: might catch on one of these days. Um, and I started getting texts, and my wife was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, they, the report is. They said this. And uh, then this morning, it was just crazy. I told someone I was... Driving home from Worcester today, and I live in Rhode Island. It takes me like 40 minutes, right? Not a horrible drive. Yep. And I'm driving home, and I was on the phone two or three, four times during this 40-minute drive. And I had a presentation to the Worcester uh, Chamber of Commerce this morning that started at like 830. I don't think I was quiet, not talking for five consecutive minutes. I have literally talked. And then tonight, what am I doing? I'm doing a podcast. All I'm doing is freaking talking all damn day. And uh, all I've been doing is talking. I've been on the phone. I've been on Zooms. I have literally not shut the F up in a long time.
1: Until and I do
0: we're doing a podcast. Doing
1: a podcast. Hey, is, we have we we have more to talk about. Uh-
0: <laughs> we, do, we have lots to talk about here. It was all fine. It's just like... La, 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 we could la, have la. a fired up podcast today but i got I have a st- right. I have,
1: i'm sensing i'm just sensing there's some there's some fire under these so which is good Sometimes sometimes we bring the heat there's some stress under this but That's okay. Tra- i'm having like a i still have it's a like,
0: you got like a weird headache man yeah
1: like someone's stabbing me and only every like five minutes are you crazy.
0: hydrated are you hydrated
1: maybe not i don't know i went for a run um I hydration
0: had, gives if i'm dehydrated I get headaches no it's like i like being know. hung that's, over
1: I know it's, that's, that's, it's science, um, like COVID, but,
0: uh, we so, have the- T- Texas,
1: they, they don't have it on, in there anymore. Did you know that? Mississippi too. So my question is, do they need the vaccines then? If COVID's no big deal and you don't need masks and you don't need social distancing, what do you need a vaccine
0: <laughs> my, for? I, uh, one of my best friends lives in Houston. And he goes, no, they just shot it with all their shotguns. Oh, yes. <laughs> he lives buddy, in Houston. He's like, ah,
1: oh, they just shot it. <laughs> Lyle 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 Hoffman, uh, who is also a guest here, also now the Fan Factory podcast. He lives in Dallas, and he's from New York, so he's losing his mind. Like down, he's like, what the hell is going on? Like, what, 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 like his gym, Lifetime Lifetime Gym, expensive gym, sends out a note being like, yep. No more masks, no more social distancing, come into the gym as much as you want, go for it. It's like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, not, we're not going down that rabbit hole. That could, that could be a lo- So we're not shocked that AAA's is pushed back, by the way, because Major League Baseball, for people behind the curtain, wanted to push back as well. The
0: players said no. <laughs> so Yeah, no, they wanted full paychecks.
1: Yeah, so not shocking that then Major League Baseball, who now controls minor League Baseball, is pushing minor League Baseball back. In On the surface, I get it. It makes sense. You get more people vaccinated. You can probably open the ballparks up with more people. The players are safer. The whole nine yards. Understood. For you, opening a new ballpark, dealing with contracts, not really actually having ever launched a partnership with any of these people yet.
0: That, never launched I can, anything. <laughs> I
1: know. I could see that being a stressful situation because they're like, wait, what's this mean? Even though, and we've talked about this like off offline, we'll, we'll go online about it because I'm sure some of our partners are listening. We don't make the rules we yeah, didn't right. set 12 percent we didn't delay the season by a month we didn't cancel last year we have nothing to do with it all we can do is relay the information to come up with a solution there may not be a perfect solution you gotta be patient if you don't want to do it that's okay too spend your money somewhere else understood if you if you, you, if you leave
0: later, if you leave boston um my uh, email address is r crane at uh, <laughs> woosox.com uh, please oh, take God. that red Sox money and send it to worcester got it thanks
1: yeah I'll, I'll, that's fine we, actually know let's go ahead <laughs> put it over there I'll, I'll take that commission do it absolutely let's do it um but yeah no it's just there's just uh i i i i'm oh there's that headache again uh it's there's just a lot going on and there's a lot are you an people, advil
0: guy or a tylenol guy when it comes to headaches either one i don't i don't care like if it's there, ibuprofen
1: advil tylenol I'll, I'll, they all well, like, they're... so the one that so i used to as a kid i used to have really bad migraines yeah excedrin was the only thing that would cure my headache excedrin that's a yeah, all right. yeah.
0: some people are either tylenol or, or, or yeah
1: they both seem to work for me um okay. you know what doesn't work for me though is painkillers
0: that's that's an impossible thing right no like, it's not no, like it's, it's not all of
1: those things on like more. no because they say like that's that's it's actually just a good thing um like i've had morphine before like i've been in the hospital from an from like a car accident and they were giving me morphine i was like yeah i this isn't working they're like okay they had to go to get something else but even like Oxy, I have to take two and I don't get, I get loopy, but I don't get like that euphoria. Um, even like Percocets, like Percocets to me, I've taken them when I had like mouth surgery and I was like, uh, yeah, this is doing nothing for me. So like, oh, I just interesting. don't really have a, I have a high tolerance. For a <laughs> yes. So thanks my father from the seventies, I guess. <laughs> I think that's the, the the key to that. But um anyways we need to talk about something that's been and you didn't even know what was going on because you're building a so ballpark.
0: i'm in a, under a rock under a rock and like, like you can't you, you you and i talked on the phone and you're like hey did you, i saw you liked a post on linkedin it's like oh we're gonna be a bigger deal i was like i just saw that someone posted it and i liked it i didn't understand the information i've been buried i have no idea what's going on and you're like well, there's a big damn deal that kind of happened the other day, and I was like, "Tell what, 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 what happened?" I'm like the most clueless. Yes, we know person sometimes when it comes we, to co- when it comes to like current events.
1: We know that we we very well we very much aware of that. Um, <laughs> so the story goes, and as Twitter goes, is that thing that we talked about five minutes ago that might catch on one day. I might catch on one day. Unpaid internships in sports. was a tsunami on the social media channels this week. All started by Jane Slater, who works in the NFL Network or NFL, I forget what, she's involved with the NFL, put out a a post, harmless post, being like, hey, here's an opportunity to work for so-and-so unpaid, but for great experience. This turned into an absolute albatross of people having an opinion on unpaid versus paid in the industry and having then people die on the mountain hill saying, well I did it so everyone else could and it shows your sacrifices and you can make it work, which then turned into a much broader discussion and which we're going to get into here because there's a very I think there's a there's a, there's a clear delineation of taking advantage and resources available to said organization and also just when we we've talked about diversity and inclusion in this podcast this i think is at the tip of it right like this is where it starts because it's there's no secret that the majority of people who can afford to take an unpaid internship move to another city and be able to afford rent or so forth usually have a pretty good support system not always but majority right like yeah Typically, that's what you'll find. Being able to say, well, I did that, so you need to, too, isn't a good argument. Because I said the this, I actually posed, like, 1918, they kept going to work during a pandemic, and everyone died. So <laughs> things change, things evolve, like following the past and doing exactly what used to happen isn't always going to make things the right way. So I think, I we kind of touched on this anyway, our industry is very guilty of taking advantage of people's desire to work for said industry from not only that the early stages, but later on because there's always a person that's right in line. I'd be like, Oh, I would do that job for free, which doesn't help. It's supply and demand understood. Doesn't make it right though. Right? So there's also a key differentiation, I'd say between getting unpaid experience versus unpaid 40 hours a week job. Right. And I would be one who would say there is no way on God's green earth that any of the four major five six major professional leagues you throw NASCAR PJ in there even even MLS should have unpaid internships.
0: No, I think those days have to be dying. they, they But they're not. But they're not.
1: And the it's it's so absurd that they're not because you can't change the diversity inclusion issue if you don't change that first and foremost, because if you're not letting the people who need the opportunities to start their career with internships, because right, you're, we always talk about this. You need to do something to eventually get that full-time job. If you financially are handicapped that you can only stay in your own current city and pray that that one team has an internship for you, the chances are very low that they're you're able to it. land an internship, right? Yeah, There's,
0: right.
1: Odds are low. So there's the first thing. Second thing, if you can pay someone fourteen years three hundred and forty million dollars, you could pay someone minimum you could pay someone minimum wage to come and do a job. Um like I, I just I have a tough time saying, Well, we we gave everyone we gave him all our money, so now we can't pay the intern who's twenty one years old and has to starve. Like that just doesn't, it that, doesn't it, no, that,
0: that doesn't make sense. I also think too that some of the um uh, like Massachusetts, you can't do it. Like you just, Correct. it's a, it's a, it's a law. We pay all does, our interns. We do yeah. pay all our interns. And, it, and so, same with the, uh, with the Red Sox, that's right? But that's not the same in every state. That's not the same in every state, but you can't do it, right? So um, there was, and you got to pay them per, you know, uh, at least minimum wage. I remember in Battle Creek and Omaha, I mean, we would pay interns 500 bucks a month.
1: That's what I got. I was from like, oh, we paid, we paid them. That's what I got from like the New York Giants.
0: Um, (laughs) when I was a full-time yeah, right. Uh, But Eli got you know whatever. But that's not the point. I mean, you're doing different jobs. Uh, but you've got to pay them. I was lucky when I did my internship. I did it with the Houston Texans. Uh, when I say did it, I you know had to earn the internship and got you know lucky to be able to get there, right? So just you know, so do it. Um, but the I got paid uh, the hourly rate back then was five dollars and fifteen cents. And uh, I always said I made more money. I was like the richest man ever. I felt like because they I got paid five fifteen an hour. It was for forty hours, and then you got paid time and a half uh, for uh, overtime. And we, my first two weeks went like eighty five hours, like a hundred hours, and then like one ten. Right, so, so you were making and, you
1: were rolling in the cash.
0: I was rolling, but they and they paid for my. Um, I stayed in like a residence inn for the entire training camp. Right. So um, I didn't pay for anything and you ate at the stadium. Right. Because yep. they just, you're There's just, rest- yep. They're down you're there, there all yep. the time. And yep. it's just like eat whatever. Right. And um, so it was like, you just saved all of the money and it was, but I got, but I got paid there. But I think no matter what, you've got to get paid for the internship. And I think, one of the things that we've just been discussing here at the in the Worcester Red Sox is like there's got to be a difference between and i don't think i know that in places i've been before we haven't delineated here well enough there's like things that we would call internships they're really just kind of like hourly work yeah right an internship is different an internship should be for college credit it should be have a start date it should have an end date and you should get paid as well, right? So it's a different, it's a college experience in the workplace, more so than working a ticket window is a task that needs to be accomplished. You see what I'm saying? Completely. No, and I, look,
1: the, the, the clear thing to me is we would always pay anybody who would work a game day, right? Like if you work a game day as a part-time employee you, and to come in and take tickets and be an usher or whatever, they would get paid. How can you justify not paying the person who's going to be in the office that you're deemed worthy to be in your set office to do real tasks on the business side of things? It just
0: doesn't, it, it doesn't end up. All right. So here, I got a question for you. So you're kind of taking the teams to task, right? You're taking the teams like pay the freaking interns, pay your people, right? Yep. Flip it. Okay. I'm 19 years old. I'm 20 years old. I've got this opportunity for an unpaid internship with the Boston Red Sox. But yep. you have know, this bad example. Take uh, someone who maybe does not. But anyway, just use Boston Red Sox even though they do pay. I've got an unpaid internship waiting for me where I have the opportunity to take it. Are you telling the uh, potential person not to take it? No, or are you telling them good, to negotiate money? You know, they're looking for the quote-unquote foot in the door, horrible expression. But what are you telling? What are you telling them? Who has might like I could get this unpaid internship, this, this, but it seems weird. They have to
1: take it, be, but because and that reason they have to take it is because the industry's forced them to take it, which is the bullshit. So, like that's the plain and simple. Like that's completely the system is broken. If and I've talked about the, the system is broken even for entry level. We we've gotten to a point. It shouldn't require a college education if you're going to pay someone $16,000. Like you don't need a degree that costs you 300 grand to make 16 grand. It doesn't make any sense. And (laughs) it just, it just doesn't add up. And the, the, eventually there has to be something that breaks this wheel that can't just be like, well, everyone's just willing to do it. We, I've seen everyone just try and do it. There's really good people in our industry and there's really shitty people in our industry. And if you really want to have a diverse group and people who are actually qualified to do it, you should pay said people what they're worth. And I, I just I think eventually it has to somehow come to a head where the cost of hiring crappy people over and over again is not is more valuable. To go out and hire someone at a real rate. Like for what we generate and what we do, or anything, like if you weren't for a tech company, you'd make 4x tomorrow. Why? Like why? Like revenue equal to equal. Same thing. They'd pay you four X because someone's less willing to work. Like Google's a much great place to work. Right. Easy to sell. You want to buy Google ads? No problem. Here you go. I got them. They make a zillion dollars. <laughs>
0: like Here you go. I got them.
1: Like, Oh, you want a search search engine? Yeah. I got Google. You want to buy it? No. Okay. Then go try Yahoo. Good luck. Like, you know what I mean? Like I understand sports is unique and we get the benefits of being in an industry, but, I also think there's a a significant taking advantage of the the system and people's desires and wants that doesn't necessarily lead to a good outcome for employment and hires. Like, are you getting the best talent
0: by paying peanuts? One of the things that I think not only are you getting the best um, talent, I think your bigger point that I think has a more global impact is we're all talking about diversifying the work environment. 100%. Right. I'll say this. Here, here's the thing that I've learned about this. I don't think there has not. I think I know that in my career that there hasn't been a more uh, a time where we, I haven't been. I've been trying to diversify the work, the uh, our, our our business. Right. Trying to. But the applications you all get in that we get in, white male, white female. Right. Yep. And. You got to say, okay, even at a job fair, right? We are at a job fair, not even with like, you know, certain qualifications. Like we just need like people. And even that job fair is all white male, white female, right? And I think you bring up a point here that if you're trying to do these unpaid internships and you're not really welcoming in a diverse background from all socioeconomic uh classes, right? Because you want to diversify not only in race and gender but socio socioeconomically as well. And if you're saying that there's no paid internship or their pay is very low, then like I can't do this, right? Like you're 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 pushing out a group of people and it's hard freaking enough to get good people and why are you pushing a group out when you're trying To diversify, right? It's because there's some guy or gal that looks at a spreadsheet and says, our payroll went up 20%. You just, owner, you just lost, you know, pick the magnitude, a million dollars, $20 million, $50 million, because someone just said on a spreadsheet, you're losing all this because you're paying all these people. If you didn't do this, you wouldn't lose all this money. And then the owners are going, oh, yeah, that's right. It's like I can make more money. And you got guys... Who are working for the team? Who get paid on basically saying that uh, how much money you make, you might get bonuses and stuff. You're trying to cut costs too, so that you can go make your money. It's the system's broke.
1: It's also no, no. Actually, you know what? I will disparage them. CFOs, they are the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> they look at a spreadsheet, and that's all they operate off of. They're the worst. Like they don't, they don't think about I, outside the box.
0: Like, I worked more- with a great cfo uh in uh in Pawtucket, and he's no longer the cfo but he was spectacular why he was spectacular he could translate the spreadsheet instead of you saying cut your costs you're too expensive it would be like tell me about this line item right and then he would start to understand the human element of it right totally that's what it is like you you can't look at
1: people as an expense
0: Right. Human so then he looked at it, it, aren't it, it, expense. Right. It's they're investments. So, they're investments. That's what it is. You invest in your employees. So I think that's part of what um, that people need to look at too. Is like there's a whole thing about the business side of this, right? Like it's, when you're talking about CFOs, it's it's more than just a number on a spreadsheet. Anything's more than a number on the spreadsheet. You know, if we bought people, I don't know, sponsor gifts, right? I'm sure that you. You guys went on a sponsorship trip to every year to spring oh, training yeah, this, when you the could. Gift,
1: the gift this year is pretty sick That, in lieu of the spring training trip. Everyone's
0: getting those new Oculus Rifts. What? Like that's. Yeah. yeah. Right. So a CFO is going, boy, we just spent 10000 a 100000 whatever that the number is, on these Oculus Rifts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are we doing here? It's like you got to argue for it and be like, no, man. Like, you know, we've it, got tens of millions of dollars coming right? in here. Right. Exactly. This type of stuff. People don't buy sports partnerships with their brain. No, they, they don't. buy sports partnerships with their heart. Yes. And when you say, this is cool, that was fun, it allows you to say, Here's the check. Well, here you go. Yep. Right? Like, that's it. And that's and, what but it's not only sports about. partnerships, it's partnerships in general. Like, you and I have a partnership here. I find this fun. But there's no money. Like the, it doesn't matter, right? Like it's just about the human interaction, human relationship. Well, that's our biggest. I don't know where this kind of went, but like, no, we,
1: no, it's it's perfect. It's a perfect segue because this is what we talked about. With, with our hardest thing right now is selling over Zoom because we don't have that emotional connection that we have, and we always use can't take anyone. The games, nothing, right? But but the, the the diversity thing is real, and if you're going to make a statement about oh, it's inclusion and diversity. It can't be where you start from day one. The only way into the industry is through an internship that the only people who can accept said internships are the ones who come from a socioeconomic background that sustain being able to move. Like if you offered a a, a kid who can come from a great home or had rich parents an opportunity to move to LA. Again, I don't know if LA pays. California probably does because California, an unpaid internship and had to live in LA and move from, Alabama, how is that person ever going to do that? The person should move out of Alabama (laughs) uh, first. But, You know, like you can't live in a major city, which is where most sports teams are, and not make money. And how to pay? How do you pay rent?
0: So I was, I was. You can't even
1: do it in places like Battle Creek. No, exactly. you can't live and not make money. So if you're going to ask someone to work 40 hours, 30 hours a week, which then, and be like, well, and then the answer that some people were having on Twitter, which is absurd, well, then you should go find another job. Like, you shouldn't have to work 80 hours to, 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 to be able to survive. Like, that's absurd. But you went to college. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And we're, we're hampering ourselves from expanding our our, qual- our candidate pool from the waspy white boy who come from like the frat, who graduates and says, oh, here you go, son, like, go ahead. I'll pay for you to go live another two years and on a free internship. There should be no free internships at any major organization in our industry. You want to do work on the side with anybody that's going to get you experience that you deem worthy, that you know you're not working for a multi-billion dollar organization. Great. Absolutely more power to you. If you're going to go work for a professional sports team, that pays their other employees millions of dollars and they can't pay you seven to 50 an hour. Like, come on.
0: Um, okay. If I'm a listener, I'm saying, well, put your money where your mouth is a holes. You have a free intern. No, I said
1: profession. We're not a billion dollar industry. That's it's the caveat. Like we don't, we don't have
0: any revenue, real revenue. We don't have
1: any revenue. We don't have We we have expenses. We don't have revenue. So, Th- that's that just so. Let's
0: put this out. There. Let's let's hit our let's hit our stuff first, right? Like we've got to talk about our, our stuff. We have Alina, she's an intern getting college credit through no, San your CMO, Diego's.
1: You see, CMO is different,
0: right? She, <laughs> she's an unpaid CMO. She's not an unpaid intern. Touche. Point done. Uh, court uh, case dismissed. But I, we don't have any revenue, right? Like we don't make any money. We don't to do pay this. other.
1: We don't pay our other employees three million dollars a week. Like,
0: we don't pay ourselves.
1: <laughs> like, like, I even put like single A baseball teams at a separate. Like they sell three dollar tickets. Understood. Like the revenue doesn't match. Like the players on the field are making three dollars. Like uh, this is more blanketed towards every major organization from the from the probably the AAA level up is what I would say. There is no justification that if you need that person bad enough and you you can pay them. If you can't pay them, you probably shouldn't have them.
0: You're right. I you're right. This whole unpaid internship is kind of crazy and it's kind of nuts that it still is a thing. It's because the it's because of CFOs, point. CFOs, <laughs> CFOs, but also
1: people just saying, "Well, well, that's what I did," and that's never going to break the cycle.
0: Yeah, I think the bigger part, I, I, you know, to wrap a bow around this, it's not only wrong, but I don't believe, in my humble opinion, that if the we've been, we talked about diversifying the sports workforce. Forever, right? Not forever, but mo- very much so. The most recent uh, recent times, if you unpaid internships are only putting a barrier into really diversifying the sports industry. Correct. And these types of things are the long time systematic changes that need to happen. And. It's not about people not wanting to diversify the sports uh, industry. It's about getting candidates from diverse backgrounds, right? And you're limiting the candidates from the get-go, from college, right? You're limiting the candidates from the get-go to even to get into the pipeline, right? Because
1: the majority of people who have the socioeconomic hardship are probably already working a job to help pay for their tuition to begin with to then ask them to work 40 hours a week to not make any money and then say, oh, well, you should have to go figure out a job and get another job because it's the sacrifice to show that you actually want to be in this business. Get the hell out of here. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, we, we tell people you need to make sacrifices and need to do what needs to happen, but you shouldn't have to starve to death. Like, that shouldn't be a prerequisite to work in the sports industry.
0: Yeah, look, I, uh, I, there's definitely, there, no matter what industry you get into, if you were selling Google ads, right, which you gave the example before, there's sacrifice in that if you want to continue to move up. Of course. Right? Excuse me. There's sacrifice in everything if you want to go up. If you just want to work, you know, what, 40 hours a week and not, and, and you make, you know, 60 grand for your entire life. Like, get a you, government job, yeah. You can do that, but there's sacrifice there. Right? You're going to do the same thing over and over again. It's basically factory work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you're going to make $60,000 for the rest of your life. Forever, right? So that, that's a, sac- a sacrifice. If you want to go and like, you know, uh, not to say that there's anything wrong with that that might fit people, but like there's a sacrifice to that. But if also you want to like go and be an entrepreneur where you're literally working seven days a week, 12 hour, uh, hour days, like but the reward at that could be really great there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that right now, it's not just um, I don't know it's not just like you know they say with you the uh, uh, fruit the uh, was the uh, you know a tree that bears the fruit right you just don't you just don't get fruit right like it takes like time to have
1: <laughs> that's the saying yes <laughs> whatever. Just, I don't know what the saying is. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: only really know what you talking about the
1: tree that bears the fruit. You just don't get fruit. Yeah, it you sounds right. You just don't get fruit. <laughs> that sounds right. I mean, it makes sense. You need the tree. You need the tree to grow, blossom. Um, I have to read you an email, and All then right. there'll be there'll be a backstory to this, and then before we jump into something else, so I want you to assess this email. Okay. Thank you for your time on the phone today please attached please find attached my resume for the celtics review i appreciate the help and info you provided me with thank you again
0: um there's no substance to that. (laughs) there's no there's nothing to that (laughs) that's a terrible email isn't it that's a terrible email we're uh, that's a it's a that's an email that gets deleted does that make sense like it's an email it's like oh yeah fine thanks i am whatever you attached i already forgot about and i don't care about
1: <laughs> this is why we started this podcast where's
0: the tree that
1: bears the fruit <laughs> damn it so that was that was written in 2006 by yours truly really <laughs> So this is the backstory. This was written to Ted Dalton, by the way, who I've now obviously become very close with and had long more conversations with, but this is my email to Ted Dalton in two thousand this is Chris Valente, two thousand. And Ted Dalton
0: now is like the head of oh, yeah, his, Celtics yes. Revenue, basically, right? Correct.
1: Um, and this was all through UMass Connection. Um, I was talking to him I was looking to move out to Boston and reached out, had the phone conversation and sent that as my follow up. That is a terrible email. So the reason I ended up on that email <laughs> Um, I I was up there. How did there you even I, find that? So here, just here's the story. So I was up there at night, and I w- couldn't sleep. And I I flipped my Yahoo account, which was my first y- email I had way back when, like my personal email. I have a Gmail now, and I went into my sent folder, back to the beginning, and I went down a long rabbit hole. Oh like, my god! Like 2005 it starts. Things I didn't remember people I don't remember talking to emails I sent in terms of job hunting. And I was like reading this stuff and I was like, some were really good emails. Some were that trash that I wrote to Ted Dalton at the Celtics. And it was a wild ride of emails that I was like, Oh, like totally don't remember talking to this. And then I found people that I did this. I found people who didn't either respond to me or kind of blew me off with conversations and went and looked up where they are now and I was like, oh, yep, I'm higher than you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep I'm higher than you. You vindictive prick. <laughs> oh no. i was just like, oh, let's see where this like, oh, really? In 2006? you know, oh, not qualified. Okay, great. Let me see where you are. Um and I found <laughs> some people in not great spots. So that was reassuring. But uh no, it was a it was a trip down memory lane of things that I would never have remembered for the life of me that just opened up Pandora's box and there was a lot of um, work stuff in here though and I was reading these emails. One of them, I don't think I've ever told the story. I accepted a job to go work for ESPN Boston which used to have a radio station up here. Yeah. Um, 890 which was like uh, and I had accepted, told the devils I was actually leaving and moving to Boston and this is how they actually, this is how ended up coming to Boston. Lou gets word, he's like, No, you're not. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I was like, Lou Lemorello. And I'm like, "Uh, no, no. Lou
0: Lemorello was like the old, like ran the New Jersey Devils, right?
1: He was a CEO, president, general manager, and coach. So, yes, that's pretty much the the definition of running the team. He is in charge of literally everything. Um, So he's like, no, no. And he's like, literally the scariest. And every player I've ever talked to, he's the scariest human being on the planet Earth. He's like five foot seven. He's the godfather. He's the godfather of hockey. Hockey East plays for the Trophy. He is an intimidating presence like you'd ever, ever imagine. See,
0: uh, so, uh, don't take this as disrespect. Is he still alive? He was, he's the GM of the Islanders. Oh, Jesus. Yep, got it. So Yeah.
1: Um, he went to the Maple East for a couple years, fixed them, and now he's the GM of the Islanders, and they're fixed. So godfather of hockey. He's won Stanley Cups up the wazoo. Started Hockey East, essentially. Anyway, he's like, well, we just bought the Lowell Devils, uh, I was like, "What?" And uh, we'd like you to go up there if that's where you want to be. Uh, you can go. You're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to be our New Jersey Devils person up there. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then mm-hmm. I had to like tell uh, eight ninety ESPN, uh, "Sorry, I have to actually renege on my acceptance because I, I don't want to end up in the in the Hudson River, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I could end up if I if I turn my back on this man." Um, so that's all that'll happen. I've, I found that email chain of. So the, you know who it was that I actually – This is this is long story. How it's a small world, never burn bridges. It's Mike Wynn. Really, the guy who is uh, he runs BC now. Correct. So so I Mike and I obviously so we used to work at BC with the, with that Fenway. So Mike and I had a good laugh about this, but it was to Mike Wynn and my, I have this email chain of him being like, I can't wait for you to get up here. We're psyched. Blah blah blah. Oh, by the way, I can't come anymore. Um, so that's funny. Yeah, no, I had a way back machine, but that email that I wrote to Ted Dalton was a
0: stinking pile of doo doo. That <laughs> was a horrid email. So, so if you, all right, so tell me this now. All right, I could see people writing that same email right now, right? So tell me this, right? Who do what, what, why, do you remember why you talked to Ted Dalton?
1: I did. So, uh, I had talked to my career counselor I was already graduated I talked to my career counselor at UMass I said do you know anybody with the pro sports teams who went to UMass that I should connect with she said yep Ted Dalton UMass guy loves connecting with the UMass people the email before that we connected got on the phone <clears throat> had a great conversation because there's more emails years later about him and I going back and forth about another job with the Celtics and so I guess I didn't that email didn't blow it for me completely so what I should have said in that email was Highlighting something that we specifically talked about, mm-hmm. Hi- highlighting something that I brought up and reass- and reasserting myself into the situation and making my desire. Because, long story short, we get to a situation where I end up actually getting to an application with the Celtics, sit down with them for a position. And as this is the time I was going to Nesson. Um, I was leaving Albany. Rachel, my wife, was like, we're not staying here anymore. So I was looking to go back to Boston for the second time. Ted and I go through the full interview process. I sit down with him, and he comes back to me, and he goes, we, we typically only hire at the Celtics A to A-plus candidates. You and I have had this discussion. They are very slow. They're very picky. So I, I said to Ted, okay, I have a situation on my hands. I have an offer, but my preferences are in on the team side. Where do you rate me as a candidate? And he goes, I put you as a B-plus because you never sold big deals. So I took that as a reason to go back to him and say, Ted, with all due respect, I don't think the process changes difference, differences, commas and zeros, but my formula to get a partnership done will remain the same with the perseverance, uh, creativity and hitting the pavement. He wrote back completely. Love that answer. Great attitude. Love that. Let me know what happens with the Nesson and, uh, and keep us posted. I don't think we can react in a week, but it is what it is. So like, there's a good email, right? Like take someone's yeah. say, Hey, this is where we think, and I came back and retorted, and he's like, great answer. Like, cool. Understood.
0: But it's also, like, the thing of, like, when you get that, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, it's like the, sometimes the, it would be like, got it. I'll make sure to do that in the next job.
1: No, I went back at him.
0: I, right. I mean, so you went back at him. But I think if you do that in a respectful way, people appreciate that. Totally. I mean, it's no different. Because what your... are you going to do in a real thing? Yes. Right? Like, in a real business meeting. And you're saying, well, you know, the Red Sox, the Celtics, in this ex- example, too expensive for me. I'm out. So are you just gonna be like, yep? You're sounds still good.
1: Different than your Venn diagram guy, or the the the, the yeah,
0: the T chart guy. The T chart guy.
1: So, um, that's like totally where I was like, you know what? Uh, so yeah. So he he said, okay, yep yeah, I appreciate your forwardness and openness regarding the organization and position itself. I'm sure him the opportunity to prove it to be an A candidate. And then we got later on, he goes, he tells me that I'm the B plus based on my experience in the minors. And that's when I said what I said about how I could apply the same things. And he and I have a good relationship to this day. I mean, he's running the Celtics organization. Um, it all worked out for everybody. But my first email to him was an absolute tough one, t- terrible, terrible. But Like, again, learn from your mistakes. This is why we're doing this. Don't send that email. I'm willing to admit, like, that was bad. Don't be that guy. Don't be
0: that guy. Or girl. Uh, or, or gal. Or gal. All right. Um, before we continue, um, we've got a Blue Wire ad, which is, a I think, one of the things we should talk about, too. Um, okay. And this is that Blue Wire Hustle thing. That Blue Wire Hustle thing is freaking sweet. All right. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. We would have totally done this if uh, we if this was a thing when we first started our podcast. Totally. Um, Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Um, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfecto place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal uh, cover art, Q&As with the Blue Wire top podcasters, which should be us, Access to the community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks, and all on, on top of that will help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all this for just fifteen bucks a month—the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or Have an existing show that you want to grow? Hustle is an open door for leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited. It's in capital letters on this, so it must be important. Limited. So get your application in today to apply. Go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box uh, in this episode, and you can find more. That is bwhustle.com dot slash joint. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it.
1: So I was on the. So speaking of that hustle program, so I was on a internal Zoom call with our uh, my other fifteenth boss, uh, Kevin
0: Jones, the founder and CEO of Blue Wire, and former uh, guest on uh, former guest Features. So can, uh, we were talking about this
1: for it? unpaid internship. Uh, dilemma and what can blue wire do to be a part of the solution? And I was giving my take and my little rant that we kind of went on before he had worked in the industry, felt the same way in the middle of our conversation. He's you know, we're having a paid internship program and tweets it out. Literally the thing that you liked that you didn't know you liked. <laughs> so <laughs> he literally in the middle of our conversation was like, <clears throat> I'm like, all right, I guess that's how things get done. When you're the CEO, you just tweet something out. And then he got all this response being like, Oh, this is great. So you and I are going to be consultants on this new program on, how we're going to help the future podcasters get involved? And talked about diversity, right? We're not going to require a college degree because there's nothing that says you need a college degree to get in front of a microphone and have a podcast. We're going to set people up with people who are doing successful podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Use the Win Vegas. I told him that was our first and foremost, absolutely attractive thing for you and I is when we get to come and just shoot our show in Vegas. That's the only reason we're going to be consultants on this. He said, "Absolutely, anytime we want." Um, so, did he really
0: say that we can go to and use the Win Vegas thing?
1: Yeah. It's the blue wire podcast. studio. Like, totally. All right.
0: Well, I'm going. We'll go next winter when it's negative a thousand here. We'll go play golf.
1: It's ne- but the winter there is not that nice. We need to go
0: September October ish. Fine. I'll go. I'll go October because well, I told you the reason. Oh, actually, yoga.
1: no, no, no. Remember my plan.
0: Which plan is this? We're
1: gonna we're gonna go to the um, waste management and then. We're gonna oh, that's right. School. That's a great idea. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's the. Idea. I mean, that's the idea. There was an article that, the other it. day. There was an article the other day that this is going to be the greatest summer of all time, because it's a powder keg ready to blow off. Like people yeah, are just, just dying to, to get out. And then there's a Yale professor who said that the next, the, the 20s are going to be the Roaring 20s that came off the 1918 pandemic. It's the exact same thing that happened. Like people were like, terrible pandemic, and then the Roaring 20s hit, and everyone just went. Bananas. Crazy and just like <laughs> like inhibitions to the wind and like i'm living life because i can be locked down again who knows and like it's just gonna be crazy
0: so and then the great depression happened
1: correct which <laughs> we've already went through that 10 years ago so maybe we can skip that one again because that would yeah, not be, that'd good. be nice to skip um so yeah we, but we have access to the vegas wind blue wire thing but anyway
0: back to we attached ourselves to a rocket ship oh yeah now we're consultants
1: so you know again I no, put that again, on a resume not they, that I'm looking for a job, but like it's a nice them, thing. They attached themselves to a rocket ship. Let's they did. Real. It, it, they be, they did. Let's be real. They
0: did. So, front office features,
1: but we're gonna help. Um, it's paid internship with Blue Wire. <laughs> <I'm good. We're, laughs> this whole thing was like, oh yeah, they got these free internships. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Let's delete this episode. Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna help put together mentorships. We're gonna help with our college network. We're gonna to get to San Diego State. We're gonna get out to UMass Boston. We are get to UMass Amherst, Springfield, and say, look, here's here, if you're ever looking to be in the media side of business, we'll set you up in a, net, in a podcast network where you're gonna be able to create your own podcast, get feedback from folks such as us, other people that have much bigger
0: shows on the Blue Wire Network. So it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. I'd be, that's gonna uh, that's gonna be great. Can we go back into the podcast here where I tried to talk about fruits growing on trees and how that didn't make any sense, but at least no, it will be funny later? No, fruit growing on trees makes sense. How you're, I described it probably wasn't great. You're
1: right? saying, well, I think you tried to do like a saying. tried thing. to do a
0: saying. Like, it's, a, it's like a saying, it but did, I don't know what did, the saying it did, is. It didn't land. So I just it it didn't, did, didn't come across that way. Um, can I, are we allowed to give um, the first CMO of Front Office Features a shout out today? We have two shout outs.
1: We have two. We do. And this is this is the front office features, what we call the front office features, bounce.
0: We do get a little bounce. If you, <laughs> if you attach to us, like Alina, we're going to work for Alina one day. We know that, right? We already do. We do. She <laughs> definitely tells us what to do. Yes, we already um, do. We do. Um, uh, Michael Scott, man, uh, now is a LinkedIn official. Uh, he's a staff attorney. It is actually on the Washington Nationals website. Uh, he is a staff attorney now with the Washington Nationals. There's nobody. We should actually bring Michael on as like a uh, one of these guests. And like he's a legit. About. He's
1: a legit. We'd have to change his title to like Washington Nationals staff attorney. Like it's a legit. Yeah, he has like a legit sports job. Um. Yeah. Anyway, he has a freaking a, corner office. Has a corner office. Like he's an. He's an. He has. He got. An, he has his own personal office. He's an attorney. He's got
0: an office. He has an office. <laughs> yes. First job, you got an office. My first job, I had a desk <laughs> yes. next to the bathroom in a yeah. house in Battle Creek, and Press. he's got an office. He's got an office. I could hear people do what you do in bathrooms because <laughs> my desk was next to it. <laughs> and you were probably making a lot less money than he is. I made sixteen thousand
1: dollars. Yeah, no, I don't think he's making that. We're living in D.C. and in a lawyer, so um the front office features <laughs> bounces. Got real an bro. office. An we got, office. We got him into an office, I, like. He,
0: I a gonna... desk next to the shitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna work for Michael one day. I thought, well, at least I have a place to go work out of in Washington, DC when I come and visit. i have an office. Mike, uh,
0: remember what we talked about, buddy. Um you know, uh less uh less hours, more pay.
1: Yes, less responsibility, more pay. That's our yeah, goal. That's, that's why we're great. surrounding ourselves with all these rocket ships that we're So pay- shout out
0: Mike Scott. Who's Mike Scott? Uh Alfonso. Alfonso. I thought we already shouted him out. We started we
1: didn't ever know, we never officially did because we didn't it wasn't it was he wasn't official. Wasn't fish- yeah, yeah. So Alfonso, my FSM associate, uh, also a front office feature blogger
0: at one point, is That's right he did do a blog. Now that blog has really died,
1: huh? <laughs> is that a shot <laughs> is that a shot at me? Is that <laughs>
0: <laughs> no because how much
1: time have you spent on front of his features in the past month bro like that's, that's oh we're out. going at it now huh we're going <laughs> it at it a, mommy and daddy are fighting yeah, is that what this is about you want about dying yeah
0: no you're you're right so, thank god for that you have saved this thing
1: because. so well, this, we we ruined Alfonso's moment <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Alfonso is working for the u.s soccer federation yep. as an events manager, coordinator, I forget this title, but he is like legitimately making sure that all the teams that come from all over the world are set up properly to when they play these friendlies. He'll be involved in the World Cup. He works for U.S. Soccer out in Chicago. Huge congratulations to our boy Alfonso.
0: I, uh, he I he mean, had an informational interview with Sam Zipaka when he, he was did. going through so, the process.
1: So here's the, here's the front office futures connection. He had, he had not just an informational interview, while he was going through his interview process, he talked to Sam. Sam provided him some insight. Sam also gave him a quasi recommendation. After talking to, to Alfonso, we obviously at Fenway did our thing. This is what happens when you attach yourself in front of his features. You it get is. jobs with U.S. Soccer and legal attorneys for the Washington Nationals. I mean, so,
0: so far so good.
1: I, what are we doing wrong?
0: <laughs> what are we? <laughs> we don't take our own advice.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. We don't pay ourselves. We, we just like paid. talking
0: to each other, and we just so, thought it would be fun to record it.
1: We need to get paid. Uh, we need to. Cons- we need to start all those all those consultants out there charging ten thousand dollars for three sessions of bullshit to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna go do my own because I know what I'm talking about. Um, we need to yeah. charge. We need to charge more for advertisers or something. I don't know. Anyway,
0: I- congratulations to those two and our, and our great advertiser in <laughs> San Diego State.
1: Yeah, they're- they they are they are phenomenal. Um, yeah. Scott Minto knows. I, I
0: want to get some San Diego State gear.
1: Yeah, I could use some Aztec. My parents, I should have had them pick it up. That's actually that's a really good idea.
0: They're not in San Diego anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't pick it up. You sound like I've me cut. over there. I'd be like, Oh my parents should go pick it up but they're in, you know, Maine now, but I <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, they're um, they're they're up by my brother now, which is near Fresno. That's where my brother lives, up in middle California. And then um, but my cousins, I have cousins there. I'll have them send us some stuff. Or Scott can... I mean, Scott... We also oh, have he, this
0: thing called the internet, and they can ship it to our house. No, we have, we have a CMO
1: that goes to school there. We
0: have a Lena. Like. Yeah, right. We do. We, we we do. We can Venmo.
1: Um, Before we, we wrap this puppy up, uh, because we need to address... Just like... We, we addressed the CEO of the Seattle Mariners last week. Let's address... We'll just go a little bit south down into Portland. Um. If you ever get an opportunity to be an executive at a high-level organization and you run a whole division, don't let your 19-year-old son oh, ruin, your, ruin your career. Just they, The Nike. Uh, just terrible. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Why? like, she? I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to guess what she's making, but millions. it's a lot. I don't, know mil- I don't know about millions, but like high, high six figures. Like she was running the Nike sneaker division. So maybe a million. Maybe a million. Maybe 750 a year. Anyway, who cares? A lot of money. All taken down because your 19-year-old son gave an interview to Bloomberg and blew you up on spot because you guys were skimming off the top and doing some shady
0: stuff. Yeah, Just. It's...
1: And he was making six figures a month. A month on his racket.
0: It's insane. It's Why would
1: you give him an interview with Bloomberg?
0: Why would you ever do that? Just keep Why doing what you? you're
1: doing, bro. Like Like.
0: Because they need, some people need this, they want the spotlight, you know I, I mean? know, just just silly. But, and also, hey, YouTube. Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Alina's got us on uh, on YouTube, which is and great. And
1: then, uh, this is very late to ask people to do this. I don't know if anyone has, because I haven't checked. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe.
0: That's very helpful. Go follow us on our social media channels, which uh, Alina's doing a wonderful job on. And we are very appreciative of that. So, all right, um... This was a good one. Uh, and uh, we. I, I'm going to go crawl into my Polar Park bunker again. I will come up for air next Wednesday night when we record this. You will tell me what's happened in the sports world. I will then react and I will go back into my bunker and come back up for air that time too. Does that sound like a, uh, a game plan to you, Chris? It sounds like
1: um, a plan. It sounds like a plan.
0: All it's right. A Uh, I'll see you.
1: Later.